need connection, accountability, support as you explore the next level version of you, give yourself a real gift this year, the gift of time. The Warrior Women Mastermind is starting again in January, a curated group of six amazing women in a safe, collaborative setting. Think you don't have enough time? The money? Wrong. Ask yourself if you're worth three hours a month and $25 a day. The biggest discovery some of the women who sign up for my mastermind figure out is they have so much in common with other women and that they have traded their worth for a to-do list. Set up your interview call with me by going to lizswatek.com. That's L-I-Z-S-V-A-T-E-K.com. Space is limited and will sell out fast. Don't miss this opportunity to put yourself first. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. Well, you can maybe hear it in my voice. I tested positive for COVID this morning. I am vaccinated and ironically was supposed to get my booster today. I have successfully, or rather had successfully, navigated my husband getting COVID, but a second exposure sealed the deal. Praying for an easy short time of sickness and a return to perfect health. Also hoping my kids don't get it. I know I'm not alone, warriors. You've DM'd me that this podcast has kept you going when you got COVID. It's going to do the same for me. Today's conversation is all about energy. This best-selling author has not only figured out how to master life's energies, but she has some specific things you can do to stop leaking money, for example. I love her definition of success also. It's nice to have such a seasoned woman on the podcast. We can learn so much from people who have gone down the path before us. And in Dr. Maria Nemeth's case, she left us some pretty great breadcrumbs to help us find our way. You will be inspired to live a luminous life after hearing her today. But first, our sponsor. Being an entrepreneur can be lonely. That's why I joined the Bra Network. That's the Business Relationships Alliance. Just like a good bra, the Bra Network lifts, gathers, and connects you to other like-minded entrepreneurial women with the knowledge that when we work together, we rise together. For me, the Bra Network provides the community, mentorship, collaboration, and empowerment I was looking for. From business, marketing, and finance courses to curated events to weekly Zoom meetups, the Bra Network works to advance women across the country. If you haven't joined, now's the time. Use your special code, WARRIOR, for your discount and join today at bra-network.com. That's bra-network.com. Today on the show, we have Dr. Maria Nemeth. Dr. Maria is a leading expert in leadership excellence, personal and professional development, and financial empowerment, whose work has been featured on The Oprah Winfrey Show and Inc. Magazine. She is the founder and director of the Academy for Coaching Excellence, an internationally accredited coaching training program, which has trained thousands of people worldwide to become professional coaches in the nonprofit, for-profit, and governmental sectors. 
Dr. Maria is also the author of the highly acclaimed book, The Energy of Money, a spiritual guide to financial and personal fulfillment available in five languages, as well as its successful follow-up, Mastering Life's Energies. I am so excited because I love these books. Welcome to the show, Dr. Maria. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you. And I told you I have to call you doctor. You tried to get me to call you Maria. I'm not doing it because anybody I know that's a doctor, it makes me feel fancy. And I have to say doctor before their name. I'm Listen, sorry. I'm just happy to please you. This is good. Very happy. Love you. Okay. I, I'm curious about you. Mm-hmm. Because you've been in this coaching game, I think you just told me 30, 35 years. 35 years. I started as a child prodigy, you know. Exactly. You started yes. when you were two. Yeah. Um, tell me about a pivotal chi- time in your childhood that you think mirrors or reveals where you have ended up today. Yes, there, there are many things. There are yeah. many things. I always had in my blood this need to promote people and support people to be successful. Gosh, this memory is very interesting talking to you. I, I got a, a memory of something. I had a cousin, his name was Harvey Corman. He was a, a comedian. Stop it, right? Yes, yes. This second. Yes. Are you saying the person from Cal Burnett is your cousin? Yes, 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 yes. Harvey Absolutely. Oh, really? Oh, I'm so yes. thrilled. I'm so thrilled. He was so, he was so funny. Actually, when he first oh, came he out, was so funny. Oh, when he first came out from California, from Chicago, he stayed with us uh, until he kind of got his sea leg, so to speak, with uh, Danny Kay before he moved on to Carol Burnett. He's a treasure of a person. <gasps> he was, he was very funny. And of course, these things with his partner, boy, what's his partner name? The one who did this funny sequence uh, with the dentist. Oh, 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 my God. Tim Conway. Tim yes, Conway. Yes. Oh, my God. With the lip and the. Yes. And For the those of you who want to laugh. Yes. If yes. any of you want to really laugh, YouTube, Harvey Corman, Tim Conway, the dentist. I'm 16 years old at the time and I'm riding with him and we're in. I know exactly where we were on the corner of Santa Monica Boulevard and Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles. And he's uh, talking to me about some uh, problem he had. It had to do with something having to do with uh, television and and stuff. And he was talking to me, of all people. How old were you? 16, 17. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, really. I said some words to him about, why don't you look at it this way instead of the way you're looking at it? And he stopped and he looked at me. He said, that's that's marvelous. How did you learn that? It just came. It just came. And I have to say, at that moment, it empowered me. He was very empowering anyway. But that empowered me to look into uh, what I wanted to do. Now, when I was five years old, I wanted, no, 10 years old, I wanted to be the first woman psychiatrist on the moon. That's what I wanted. I like that. Yes. And I ended up being a psychologist up here in Sacramento, which, you know, has many, many of the same attributes. Yes. I think at that age is when I started recognizing that it made me feel good to make other people feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. I love your books and I encourage everyone to read them because they're really good. But I want to talk about, even though it's your kind of sequel, I want to talk about mastering life's energies first. You speak about, I love the word luminous. I I, I haven't 
heard somebody use that word in the way you're using it ever. Mm. Um, but I want to you mm. speak about luminosity, and I want to mm. I want to talk about that. What mm. is the definition of living life with luminosity? Have you ever had a moment that was so fabulous that you said to yourself, you know, life doesn't get any better than this. As a matter of fact, I could die right now and it would be okay. Not that you want to die, of course, but like I am completely fulfilled in that moment. Yes. There's this harmony, meaning, satisfaction, and fulfillment. For example, Uncle Arnold, 80 years old, and birthday. My aunt, my aunt Gloria, was a little too tired to be able to give it to him. So I said I would do it. And I got um, all of the cousins together, asked Uncle Arnold, what would you love for your birthday? And he's he's an introvert. So he wants 20 people there for three hours on a Saturday between two and five. Me, when I'm 80, I'm going to be jumping a bungee uh, jump from a from a balloon. I'm going to have 800 people there. I mean, you know, it's just going to be something. You know, so I'll be there. Yeah, you know, it's going to be quite something. So, okay. so there it is on a Saturday, 2.15, and the doorbell rings, and everything's set up. We have the wine he loves, the hors d'oeuvres he loves, balloons, a cake. Doorbell rings, and he answers it. And three of his friends are there. And they say, happy birthday, Arnold. Now, my Uncle Arnold lifts his head back with this laugh. It's like a little kid. I've never seen him laugh like that, ever seen him laugh like that. And I said to myself, I'm standing right next to him where I can see this whole thing. I said, you know what? It doesn't get any better than this. I've definitely, I, I, you know, it's so funny as you're saying that story. I'm thinking we had a party for my stepfather and I, I hired a brat pack you know, impersonator band. And I instructed them because he loves the Brad Pack and Dean Martin and all those people. And I instructed them to act like they knew him. So when they came in, they were like, Bob! (laughs) And his fit, he was so happy and tickled. And it was such a great night. And I, so I know exactly what you're talking about. When it just can't get any better. Okay, so that's luminosity. That's luminosity. So- Imagine being able to create that ongoingly in your life. So it's like, so you have these beautiful lit lanterns, like these paper lanterns that are shining on your path. You look back on your life and and the path sometimes can be dark or light. There are ups and downs, but there are these lanterns and each one of them represents a moment in which you said, you know what? Yes, this is the best. Doesn't get any better than that. Imagine being able to look back on your life and see numerous instances like that. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yes. And that's, well, that's the whole premise of living a luminous life. And so the rest of the book goes about giving you a formula for how to do it and what to do if you're not living a luminous life. Yes, which by the way is sort of my next question. I mean, you're still gonna have to read the book. We're not giving away all the secrets, but (laughs) why do people lose sight of their goals and dreams? It seems like we're all walking around, like every girlfriend I have is like, I'm so Mm. tired, I'm exhausted. Everybody is just like, you call it busy holism, which I absolutely love because I I literally put a post up today that said, you know, success is not busyness. That does not 
that is not success. If you're exhausted and tired and busy, that is not success. And I think people think that that's what it is. Can I tell you what success is? What is it? Okay. Luminosity. Yeah, but this is my definition. Okay. You ready? Success is doing what you said you would do consistently with clarity, focus, ease, and grace. Where clarity is being clear about what's important to you, what you love. Focus has to do with learning to focus your brain toward what it is you love. Ease is about learning how to take small, sweet steps toward what you love so that you don't wear yourself out. I've got stories of people who have all kinds of goals, but they they work so hard to get them that by the time they attain them, they're too exhausted to enjoy them. And the uh, grace, the, the gateway to grace is gratitude. Grace is seeing the blessings that are occurring around us always. So clarity, focus, ease, and grace, it gives a sense of, of more elegance to true success because it's not about how much you accomplish. It's the quality of your experience as you're accomplishing them. Because if you are enjoying yourself, if you are experiencing a sense of grace, the people around you will be enjoying themselves as well. And when you're in that kind of luminosity, when you're in that feeling of, you know, following your goals and dreams and you're feeling good about it and you're feeling peaceful and peace and ease, like you're saying, people look over at you like, what are you doing? What's your secret? When when you're in that zone, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's possible to attain it. Listen, the secret of what I've done throughout my life, the things I teach are, are not that original. What I've tried to do is take wisdom traditions and ask myself, okay, how can you take something from wisdom traditions and practically put it into your life so that you don't walk away with insight, you walk away with action, doing something. And that's been my whole pursuit, my whole life. I love it. I love it. Well, you talk about, and this is so funny because I love the name. I I love the names you have for things. But in the book, you talk about trouble at the border. Yes. It's a term you use when you're, we're going for our goals and suddenly we're in a fog. We lose momentum when we actually are on the right track, ironically. We are. For me, this looks like getting up to do something else. I literally had to try to run away, run away physically from starting a podcast, from becoming a coach, starting my mastermind groups, or I would distract myself with things like laundry. And like, I would literally physically get away from it. And, and then I, the other thing I would do is I would tell myself things like, well, you can't do that because somebody already did it. Like there are, yeah, someone yeah, already yeah. did a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's too many coaches. Yep. You know, I would just tell myself all of that stuff. That was my trouble at the border every time I was getting closer and closer to attaining my goal. So let's talk about trouble at the border and why that's uh, important I, to I, kind of recognize, I guess. I will talk about it. But let me tell you, I no longer call it trouble at the border. And what do I'll you tell call you, it now? Well, it's your point of mastery. The reason I don't call it trouble at the border is because now, see, 35 years ago, it was funny, but now there are so many people suffering at the border in different countries. Good, good point. They're having trouble. So I, I, it's no longer has that catchy phrase as, as it used to. So I call it your point of mastery. Why? Because every time you're going from the idea stage, which is visionary reality, into physical reality, when you're going to do something, there is a point of high turbulence because the energy in the idea stage is very light, 
okay? The energy in physical reality is very dense. It takes a lot of energy to do what you want to do in physical reality. There's the energy of money, the energy of time, physical vitality, creativity, enjoyment, and support. And when you learn to use all those energies, you see, life becomes easier. But at this point, you see, you have your brain yelling at you. It's saying, don't do this. I'd turn back if I were you. Bad mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. There's too many coaches. Don't yep. even think of starting a podcast. Now, the reason why the brain is doing this to you is because it's trying to protect you because our brain hasn't changed in over a hundred thousand years. About 8,000 years ago, we had got blue eyes, but the brain hasn't changed. And it's amazing because the brain still thinks, Liz, that we're living in a cave. I mean, let's say you and I are living in a cave right now and we decide to go out and get some lunch. So we go right to the edge of the cave and right before we're about to step out to get lunch, what's the first thing your brain is looking for? A lion or a something. Danger. Tell me. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. A predator. Because Liz, the people who had brains that didn't look for a lion, they got killed. So we over the years, have inherited an anxious brain. This is normal. It's natural. And so when you're at this point of high turbulence, the brain says, no, 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 no. You're still living 100,000 years ago. See, it still thinks we live 100,000 years ago. It's going to be dangerous if you step out. So I'm going to try to convince you not to do it. And how can I convince you? By throwing all these doubts and fears at you. I'm just trying to protect you. Yes. So the point of mastery is when you see your brain doing this, you know, the Buddhists call it monkey mind, you know, you, you say to your brain, duly noted, and you shift the focus of your attention to what it is you're doing. And that is the demonstration of mastery. Because you see, mastery is not a one-off. It's not an end product. It's all along the way of our life. We have these moments in which we can either listen to that brain that's trying to save us, but things were 100,000 years ago, yes, or listen to our voice of wisdom and go for our goals and dreams. So I've just given you something that I normally talk to people about in five hours. I've tried to make it. I know, I know. We're shorthanding it over here, but yes, I know. But you know what? I I do find it fascinating because I've been studying that. And I, it is fascinating how you know, everyone talks about being fearless, right? Having no fear. And the fact is <laughs> you're never going to be that. You're ne- no. It's never going to happen. You're never going to get rid of it no. because it's a biological imperative. It's something that still is there telling us, right? Don't get eaten by a lion, right? Exactly. But exactly. that there is a difference, right? Like if I'm going to speak on a stage, it can feel the same as maybe me peeking out of the cave. And sometimes you have to have the awareness to go, wait a minute, (laughs) I'm not going to get eaten. I'm just going on this stage and I'm going to do a little talk in front of 500 people. Yes. And that is one of the things I teach people, how to learn how to observe that aspect of the brain that is afraid, see it as something that's normal and natural. There's nothing wrong with you. And at the same time, learning, once you can observe this, 
how to shift the focus of your attention to something more important, like how can I serve these people? These 500 people are going to hear me right now. How can I contribute to their life? How can I leave them with something that when they come away, they say, you know what? I'm glad I was here. And the minute you shift the focus of your attention that way, the fear doesn't go away, Liz, but it becomes irrelevant. You can still feel it, but it's not as big as you're right. Not, not as big when you move your focus. Tell me about the energy of money, because I, I remember when I had Kalika on the podcast and she went all into this energy of money thing. And I was like, what is she talking about? I, I, cause, and then she, of course, told me that, about you. So tell me what made you write this book, The Energy of Money? Well, what made me write this book is that 40 years ago, I was the victim of a Ponzi scheme. And it was really of my own making. You know, I loaned someone $35,000 on an unsecured promissory note, which isn't the, worth the, the uh, paper it's printed on. And my friends, colleagues, and relatives told me not to do it, but I did it. And even as I was about to sign the check, you know, this voice of wisdom, you know, that voice of wisdom we have, Liz, inside of us, it was saying, don't do it. It Mm -hmm. sounds too good to be true. Because he said I was going to earn 32% on my investment. And I signed it anyway. And the bottom line is I lost all the money. But instead of facing it and telling the truth about it, I ran back to my office because at that time I was operating as a clinical psychologist and I saw all the people I could to try and earn that money back. And friends and colleagues, I really pushed them away. I didn't want to speak to them. But what happens when you run from your lessons? What happens when you run from your lessons? Well, they keep coming for you. They do. They do. They don't go away, that's for sure. No, I'm going to say something, okay? They keep biting at their butt, at our butt. You see, many of us think we have cellulite, but it's really our lessons biting at our butt, okay? And so your lessons always catch up with you. And this is what happened to me. I got a call from the Sacramento Bee, which is the newspaper that is here in Sacramento. And this woman said, Dr. Nemeth, and of course... Every time someone called me Dr. Nemeth, especially then I got all, yes, may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that professional voice we get, which you is- You rang. You rang, exactly. I know now, Liz, that every time I use that voice, my next karmic lesson isn't far behind. Ooh. And it's true with this. She said, Dr. Nemeth, I need your help. I've been given your, your name by everybody in town who, you know, they think you're the greatest psychologist- She said, I don't know if you know this really, but there have been some investment frauds in Sacramento over the past three months. People have lost their money on these Ponzi schemes. And we need to know from you, what kind of person gets taken by those deals? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Do you have a diagnosis for them, Dr. Nemeth? Oh gosh. (laughs) Now, I'm an extrovert. And the problem with being an extrovert is that, uh, you know, I used to joke with people. I used to get trouble, get in trouble as an extrovert. But then I uh, went to a four-step program, a twelve-step program uh, for an extrovert called On and On and On, and I became sober. And so I think more before I speak. But in those days, I started telling her all about my life and how I had lost that money. And you know, to her credit, she did try to shut me up. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell everybody about this, Dr. Nemeth. Are you sure you want people to know? And at that moment, I think I turned and faced my dragon and I said, you know, print my story. So I did. She did. 
and my friends and colleagues and relatives started calling me, but they started telling me about their difficulties with money. And I saw that it didn't matter how much or little money people had, the worry was always the same, a sense of disempowerment with this form of energy. And I saw it as energy. You know, the definition of energy is the capacity to do things in physical reality. And money is energy. If I give someone X amount of money to hang my Christmas lights outside of my home, which I just did today, they'll do it because that energy is converted into work. I started a program, you know, which is something I needed to take and it morphed and more people came to me and we went through these kind of a self-searching and people started having breakthroughs. And so the rest is history. 35 years later, now I have a coaching academy that I'm the head of. And But the energy of money has always been something that's been fascinating for me because how you and I do money is how we do the rest of our life. How we interact with money, with the energy of money, is how we interact with other areas in our relationships, having to do with our health. So if you have a breakthrough with money, meaning if you learn how to become financially successful, which is doing what you said you would do with money consistently with clarity, focus, ease, and grace. I mean, I've worked with millionaires who weren't financially successful because they were so worried about their money. I've worked with people who had far less, but they were having a great time because they had saved money. They were going on the trips they've always wanted to go on. You know, money didn't scare them. If you have a breakthrough with money, it no longer phases you. You no longer get anxious about it. You no longer worry about it. It frees you up for the rest of your life. And it's interesting how people treat their money too. Yeah. I had I had a girlfriend, we went out to get something to eat and she brought out her wallet, Dr. Maria, her wallet. I was like, what is going on? It, The money was like shoved in there. It was like thick and crazy. And it, the wallet was like, old and tattered. And, mm-hmm. and I said to her, babe, look how you're treating your money. Mm-hmm. You don't treat your money like that. Like you can't expect to have abundance if that's how you're treating your money. Look how you're treating your money. And she was like, oh, you're right. And I was like, I know. Cause she had just been telling me like, oh, I just don't know. Like I, I'm worried I can't make enough money because she's out of the corporate game and she's, you know, an, an entrepreneur. And I'm like, well, this wallet is definitely telling you something. Let me say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right. You got it. You got it, Liz. Absolutely. hundred percent. believe it. When she, we, she, we had just had this whole conversation. She takes out that wallet. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but you, but you, have, you talk about how we're here to become conduits of energy and that our love hate relationship with money informs everything else. So you just kind of spoke on that a little bit, but explain what you mean by we're like, we're, we're here to become conduits. Well, a conduit, Liz, is simply something that takes energy from one place to another. Think of a water pipe that takes water from a lake and brings it to a garden to grow the garden. So what if we are here to learn how to become channels or, you know, conscious conduits for the energy of money, the energy of time, the energy of physical vitality. I mean, and and when it comes to money, you see, it's kind of interesting. You know how a water pipe can can get kind of gunky? Yeah. And then the water starts trickling out. It doesn't gush very much. Yeah. 
And sometimes it'll get a leak. And so the water will go all over the place, but not to the garden. Well, think about that as a metaphor for your relationship with money, where the gunk in it represents all kinds of incompletions yeah. that have to do with you and money. Things that you're supposed to have done that you, you haven't done yet. You know, bills you haven't paid yet, insurance you haven't gotten yet, all kinds of stuff, which the minute I start talking about that, people start hyperventilating. But totally. So, yeah, really. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, but th that's gunk. And then leaks. Where do you leak money? Where do you spend money without getting value or enjoyment about it? You know, there's a woman who had never taken a vacation in pretty much uh, most of her life. She said, you know, I guess I don't have good vacation karma. I said, well, let's, let's look here. Wait. And she discovered she tracked every penny she spent at the moment she spent it for 30 days. And she saw that she was spending about $7 a day at work on cappuccinos, croissants, all kinds of stuff, you know, and um, $7 a day is $35 a week, $140 a month, and over a thousand, whatever, a year. And she said, my God, no wonder. So she started getting cappuccinos and croissants only on Mondays and Thursdays. And incidentally, she said, I started enjoying them more because they weren't a habit. I started losing weight because I wasn't eating so much. And at the end of a year, I get a postcard from her from Club Med. Her ah. first, her first fully paid for vacation. I love Club ever. Med, by the way, I love Club Med. Oh so, my god, that's amazing. So well, you know, and leaking you know money. How we deprive ourselves too, mm -hmm, right? Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that whole deprive. I mean, you're right. You don't want to be leaking money, like just spending money on nonsense every which way. But also, there was there there. She was in a little bit of a, a deprivation, a scarcity exactly. about money. So yep. your money is not going to be flowing back and forth when you're over here clinging to it like it's your, you know, right? I mean, am I right about that? Yes, but she wasn't clinging to it, see. She was kind of letting it run through her fingers without knowing where it was going, Yeah, which is just as difficult, you know? So for her, it was um, being unconscious. You know, like now when people say, well, what do you mean by leaking money? I say to them, look, sit down with a friend, go through your credit card bill for three months. Where are you spending money that you know you love? spending money you know you need to spend and where do you see you're just leaking money that's a really good exercise oh yeah it is it's a great exercise great exercise because when you see where you're leaking money you can then say well what would i be putting my money to that same amount if i weren't leaking it like a vacation savings account you know there's so much you can do with this sweet energy. There's no need whatsoever to be afraid or anxious about it at all. Tell me, how can people work with you? You have an energy of money course, you were telling I me. Do, tell I do. I do. Tell us about that. Well, you can. I mean, I, now I know I need to take it. So that's why I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetheart. Well, you can go to energyofmoneycourse.com and you'll hear me talk about these three different courses that you can take. They're uh, online. Take them at your own pace. And each one of you, uh, each one of them offers a, uh, a different level 
of breakthrough having to do with you and your relationship with money. Some people want to start out small so they can buy the, the lesser amount, of course. Some people want to really have a tremendous breakthrough so they'll buy the one that's the most involved. But the, the thing about it is that I've put together these wonderful exercises and these tools that people can use. And I guide you every step of the way in how to use them and apply them to your life. And my guarantee is, but this is the guarantee, you have to use what I'm giving you. And then I guarantee that you will have a transformation in your relationship with money. But you have to use what I ask you to do. Yes. And what I ask the you to do is works if you, work. Oh yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the work only works if you work it, if you That's haven't it. figured that out by now, Dr. Maria and I are here to tell you, yes. but yes, yes, you're right. So energyofmoney.com. Okay. Well, I'm going to put that in the show notes, but we have now reached the speed round, which is party time for you and me, Dr. Maria. Are you ready? All right. All right. Okay. What is your theme song? If you were to have one. As time goes by. Wait, who sings that? As time I, goes by, Casa, it's from Casablanca. Oh, Casa, oh yes, you must mm-hmm. remember this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. Oh, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. What is a mantra or quote you live by? Nevertheless, I am willing. Oh, I, you know what? I read this in the books, so and now you have to go into this. Nevertheless, I am willing. Tell me yeah. about that. Well, Doug Hammarskjöld, the second secretary of the United Nations, has this wonderful quote that got me really thinking about this. He says, for everything that has been, I say thank you. And to all that is yet to be, I say yes. And the incredible courage uh, that it takes to say yes, it's, I'm willing I may not want to do something. I may not think I can. And nevertheless, I'm willing. So to say yes, and I am willing, it's, it's transcendent. It, yes. it, it puts you above your ordinary thoughts and feelings. And nevertheless means with everything happening. Don't take anything away. Nevertheless. So for me... I say the four most powerful words you can ever say in your life are, nevertheless, I am willing. Yes. And you know what? Nevertheless, I was willing to start a podcast at 50 and look at me now, right? Absolutely. You have to just do it anyway. You have to. It doesn't matter. You're doing it. You did it. You did it. I did it. You did it. Yes. What makes you feel unstoppable? Every time I sit down and meditate and pray, And just really allow myself to pray the way I've been taught to pray and meditate the way I've been taught to meditate. When I do it, afterwards, I feel absolutely unstoppable. That's number one. Number two are the friends around me who I support and they support me. There's nothing like, you know, being a warrior woman does not mean you have to do it alone. As a matter of fact, the more people you can have who are like you, who are supporting you and you're supporting them, that's when you are unstoppable, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to come on this program because I think the work you're doing is absolutely fabulous in helping women be unstoppable. 
No, you're so right. I I always dreamed when I started this podcast that it's that it's not just a podcast. It's a it's a community. We're all in this together. We're all learning together. We're all growing together. Mm-hmm. We're all expanding together. We're all not becoming fearless because you that's not a thing. Nope. But but nevertheless, we're willing mm-hmm. to keep going and keep trying and and mm-hmm. do things for ourselves. So I love it. Thank you for saying that. It's so kind of you. Sure. What are you most proud of? I'm most proud of the people, the courageous people who come through our coaching course, you know, our course of study, which is really very rigorous. It's approved by ICF, the International Coach Federation. I'm so proud of uh, seeing them take their place amongst the some of the best trained coaches and the, the most dedicated coaches, I would say, in the world. So every time I see them and I hear about the miracles they're producing with other people, it makes me feel proud. <laughs> well, that's your legacy, right? Mm. I mean, that's your legacy, truly. It's one thing to be a coach. It's a whole other thing when you're training coaches and they're taking all this great work you're doing and, and spreading that message. So that's it's really an amazing legacy that you've created. So I Thank you. It. Thank Bravo. you. What's exciting you the most right now? Besides talking to me, what is exciting you the most right now, Dr. Maria? I have to say what's exciting me the most, other than being able to to uh, see some great movies uh, now that are streaming, you know, just fabulous movies. I have to say what's exciting me the most right now, because it's just launching, is the um, Energy of Money course. I have to say, Kalika, Kalika Yap. Yes. She has, done, she has done one of the most incredible jobs in taking what I teach and then putting it in a way that people can study it easily and grasp it for themselves. And I mean, I've been so empowered by her. I mean, do you know what it's like when you've been toiling? I, it's that my experience Liz, is like toiling in the vineyards and you know, you're, you're, you're down there in, in the dust, you know, you're toiling in the vineyards and sometimes it gets hot, but you got to keep going. You got to keep going. And then someone says, stand up, look at everything you've done. And not only that, I am going to let people know everything you've done and how great it is that you've done this. Now for me, that's fabulous. And Kalika did that. She did that. She is. And, and, but that's what we do for each other, Liz. I'm sure you've done it for other women, you know, and I've done it for other women. It's one of the biggest gifts that women can give each other is that recognition, that support saying, you know, I see that you are marvelous. I agree. I, you know what? I think I have so many great girlfriends who I just passed my coaching exam. I was very excited. I got a, like a 93%. So I feel wonderful, great. wonderful, wonderful. But I, I was, I texted a couple girlfriends and let them know, and they were so excited for me. <laughs> and what's, I think what's so great about these kind of friendships is that you can tell when somebody really wants the best for you and mm-hmm. really cares about you. I hear them bragging about me to other people or they'll mm. introduce me to somebody. And you're right. That kind of validation that somebody sees how hard you're working, but also that you're good at what you do, you know, that you're good at what you do and there you've, you go. you've earned some praise and you've earned, you know, oh, you've earned the, you've earned the right to, to brag about yourself a little bit. I think it's really incredible, but I, again, I feel like you have such a great legacy and it's, <laughs> and it's also great that you're taking these books 
and, you know, the, the tenets of the book and you're making it something that we can kind of get in there and yeah. learn and get closer to and work with. I think it's yeah. such a brilliant idea. So I'm really well, glad thanks. and I will be taking the course for sure. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on today, Dr. Maria. It has been so fabulous, Liz. Thank you so much. Really. This is, this is just great. You well, are a very back. generous host. Really. I've enjoyed every minute of this. Well, I hope you'll come back. Maybe we can have more, more, even we can pick some other subjects that you like and we can go even deeper on some. Ooh, I'd love it. Thanks. All right. Thank you for joining me, everyone. Remember remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play and Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye, everyone.